Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you were a kid, did you want to be an astronaut? A crossing guard? Sometimes our dreams feel a little all over the place, but we're not alone. In fact, McDonald's created an education platform, APA Next, with all the resources Asian Pacific American students like us need to navigate the next steps, or even figure out what they are. With streaming workshops on college admissions and more, a lot of the work is done for us. Come take a look at apanext.com and decide what's next for you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up and what's happening all of you Auburn Tigers fans out there? Welcome into another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host Blake Lane, here tonight with my co-host Dustin Smith. We're here to talk a little Auburn basketball on the hardwood down in Cancun, Mexico. Auburn wins game one of the challenge, 85-64 to over the Bradley Braves. We're going to get Dustin's thoughts on game one. Here shortly, they will tip off in the championship against Northwestern. Uh, we're excited. I will be live on YouTube, so if you listen to this episode before they tip, come check me out, sub to the channel, uh, click the notifications bell, like the video, push the algorithm. I really appreciate it to all of you crazy Auburn Tigers fans out there. It is very much appreciated like always. And then later in this episode, we will talk about, you know what it is, none other than the Iron Bowl. It is Alabama and Auburn squaring off in Tuscaloosa. That's right, folks. Bryant-Denny Stadium. We all know what's circling around the Auburn Tigers right now. Who will be the next head coach? All signs are pointing to Lane Kiffin, but we do not want to take the shine away from what Cadillac Williams has done in this interim position. So, What are the Auburn Tigers going to look like Saturday? Can they come out with a victory? What is going to be the game plan? You can catch it here on the Uptempo Podcast. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody. And tonight we are here with my co-host, Dustin. And we are here to talk a little bit about the Auburn Tigers and Bradley Braves doing a little recap of the 85-64 to victory. Dustin, man, I know we're going to get into a little Iron Bowl talk here later on, but what were your thoughts on game one of the Cancun Challenge? 
was the best we've shot all year, that's for sure. And uh, like we were talking all fair, maybe we need to play every game in a ballroom. <laughs> uh, and, and seriously, man, uh, that that is something that, uh, you know, is a challenge. I grew up playing basketball, and if you, if you get into uh, a weird arena or something that's unfamiliar, it, it is hard on the shooter. Yeah. Um, but I'll take us shooting 47% from deep any day, man. Dude, I mean... You know, I put on Twitter last night, we looked much better. We looked much better against Bradley last night. Um, we shot, what, 56% from the field. We went 31 of 55 from the field. And like you just mentioned, 47% from three. We went eight of 17 from three, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, and and all night. Nice and efficient. Exactly, man. And, and the biggest thing that sticks out to me from last night is the biggest team stat of all, man. Free throws. We went 15 of 20 from the charity stripe. 75%, Dustin. Uh, we talk about it on this podcast all the time. Free throws, man. Free throws, free throws, free throws. And this team stepped up last night, and they put up 85 points, man. And it looked good, all right? It, it looked – the offense looked fluid. There there wasn't a whole lot of – a whole lot of – you know, usually when Auburn gets up big, Dustin, you start seeing a little uh, sloppiness, and you start seeing some, some careless mistakes with the basketball. Uh, just – I'll be honest, man. One of the biggest things to me that I say on the live feeds all the time is – Auburn will get up 14, and then they'll start taking careless shots. They'll start yeah. taking uh, forced shots that are low percentage and just uh, not good shots, and they start letting teams kind of get back in it. But, man, Dustin, I wanted to ask you, uh, one thing One thing that stuck out to me last night was Flan, all right? And I wanted to get your thoughts on Flanagan, and not only just on the offensive end, all right, but his defense last night. Uh, Bradley had a cat, uh, number 10, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, he was a sharpshooter. And just talk about the job that Flan did uh, on the defensive end, and then we can talk a little bit about the offensive end. I would have hit number 10 up if I was Bruce in the <laughs> uh, in the postgame line and said, hey, man, the transfer portal is a real thing. <laughs> Hickman. Hickman. <laughs> Hickman is his name. Hickman. I, I yeah, got it. Holler at your boy, man. Yeah. Like, come on over. Well, we could definitely use that. But we talk about it all the time. Flan does so much more than the offensive end. Um, he's one of the best perimeter defenses uh, defenders that I that I see just when I watch any college basketball period. So he's he's top notch. That's mm-hmm. the strength. And so twenty one minutes, he got you three rebounds. Um, got a block in there that's exactly what we need from him man he uh he sets the tone and when when the game slows down that's when he really shines mm-hmm. on the defensive end yeah that you know when, when in a half court and he's good in the fast break to running gun and all that but when you when the shot clock's going down and he has a chance to lock a guy up he's gonna do it mm-hmm. and that's that's his strength and you're seeing this year he's kind of got his groove back and for now we have that two-man rotation going up three the three spot with chris moore because he's played so well mm-hmm. and flan but let's see where chris moore played 17 minutes and flan played 21 so even though moore got the start in reality flan played more time so mm-hmm. it's just a good role for him and it's kind of one of those situations where bruce can do like we talk about all the time bro 
he can do what he wants to do matchup wise and he can do what he wants to do hot hand because mm-hmm. this team is so deep and right now that's what you're seeing at the three spot so I'm excited about it man it, it's great because we thought the chance was going to have to come in and play the three mm-hmm. because we just we didn't know we we saw Flan last year really struggle we saw Chris Moore not have his best year last year and both of those guys are playing great so now we can now that gives us the ability to put chance at his real position and uh he's that's a hell of a backup guy to have, uh, a backup point guard to have yeah, man, and, and we can talk a little bit about the guard play. Uh, Wendell Green Jr. went for 14 last night, had six assists and three rebounds in 24 minutes. Man, just talk a little bit about him and Zepp Jasper returning this year and the job that they've done. And then also Chance Westry uh, last night. I know he only had five points, but, man, uh, those three guys have been sensational. Yeah, Chance only had five points, but he was two for four. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still he was 0 for 1 from the three-point. But he shot 35% in his high school career. I feel like in time, that's going to come. And then with Zepp, he only shot one shot. It was 1-3. He made it. Uh, I would like to see Zepp be more assertive on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know what he brings defensively. And it, it's really funny, Blake. If, if you look at the minutes, let's look at the minutes for the guards. So Wendell Green is 24 minutes. Zepp gets 17. KD gets 19. Trey gets uh, six, and Chance gets 17. Mm-hmm. So, 25, I mean, that, that's just balance, man. That's just depth. And, again, you can do matchups. You can go with a hot hand. These last couple games, KD's been hot. He was five for eight. Um, You can just, you know, it's awesome, dude. It really is. That's going to be the strength of this team. And you've seen it time and time again as the season's gone on. We just wear teams down. And when you get into the tournament, we saw it last year. We had two of the best players in the nation at the four spot and the five spot. Yep. And we still didn't get out the first weekend. Yep. Because the tournament is won with guard play. And we went into the tournament where our guards really struggle in shooting the ball. Yep. So they're staying consistent, then figuring out their rotations, then getting in a groove, going into conference play. It's imperative to this team. It's what's going to carry this team. We need we need that Wendell Green every single night, efficient. Yeah. Five for ten from the field, two for four from the three point line, and he was he only got to the free throw line. Uh, the the free throw line. He was two for three. Normally he's going to get there more, um, but just an efficient night from Wendell, and he's been efficient for the most part all year. He had three steals as well, adding to the defensive end, making up for his lack of size. So. Just the depth, man, and like you know, we said we're, we're going to make the tournament, and yeah. that's going to be how far this team goes. It's going to be on those cards. Yeah, man, and and uh, two big spots that I really want to talk about tonight is the four and five spots, man. You got guys like Jalen Williams, Jonah Broom, man. Uh, Dylan Cardwell just bringing absolute energy down there. I know we're starting to see uh, Johan Treor get a little bit more involved, man. Uh, talk about those guys. I know I have mentioned that I think we're going to be better this year down low than we were last year, and I know that's saying a lot, but we just seem a little quicker down there. We seem a little more athletic down there, Dustin. How about that, pa- uh, that pass from Dylan? Oh, dude. Dude. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you, we're, we're going to be better down there this year. We're versatile, man. 
Mm-hmm. And again, let's look at the minutes. Dylan Carwell, 20 minutes. Johan, 22. Uh, let's go up here. Janai, 17. Jalen, 18. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you keep them bodies fresh. You can just hit teams in waves. You can play matchups. And I agree with you. And Janai's, he obviously, he looks better. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think he's 100%. No, no. Uh, but five for eight in 17 minutes, uh, three blocks. I feel like he's going to have at least three blocks every night. Yeah. And I'm excited to see Janai when we get into conference play. I'm excited to see when he has to go up against bigger guys, you know, tougher competition in those physical games. Mm-hmm. When you go to Arkansas, when you're playing the Tennessee uh because those are the games when it gets nasty. Mm-hmm. And I just have this feeling like that's going to be when Janai really thrives. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, one guy that I absolutely love is Jalen Williams. Him and his – he's got an inside-out game, man. And he can step out, hit the three, and he can also uh, get down there in the paint and bang with the big boys. And I love him – I love him on the glass, man. I, I think he brings a lot of energy there. Uh, I also love that little hook shot that he's got. He can go right or left. Uh, I think he's a big, big spot for this team this year, man. I really love his game. And, man, like I mentioned a while ago, Dylan Cardwell, just the energy that he brings to this basketball team, uh, the block shots. I know um, one got called a goaltending last night, but he's a – Yeah, I mean, oh, man, but – they made up for it. They gave they us did. one later. They I did. I know that's what that was. They did it 100%. It was a makeup call, man. But uh, he's always around the rim. Uh, he 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 gets up to his highest point, man, and and uh, he he gets he gets boards. Uh, he he just makes it happen, man. Offensive and defensive boards, man. That that is a a big deal in the game of basketball. Is offensive rebounding, man. And Dylan Cardwell makes those things happen. And honestly. Dustin, that is one thing I'm really impressed with, man, is the offensive glass this year with Auburn. I feel like we really bust ass this year on the glass. And last year, I know it was a problem at times. I felt like there was many a games, many a stretches where we would go where we would just get flat out out-rebounded, man. Yeah, Jalen's so efficient, man. He's so efficient every night. And I said it a couple weeks ago, I think right now, He's the best three-point shooter on the team. <laughs> and, he, and he goes two for three. Yeah. Uh, the thing that really stands out to me about Jalen is his IQ. Like, he just knows he doesn't get called in the wrong spot defensively. He's always in position offensively to just be efficient. Yeah. And well, one turnover, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's just four for six. He's just efficient, man. And in 18 minutes, uh, you know what you're going to get. And after the season last year, when Bruce said he was going to build the team around Jalen, I, re- I was like, okay. I-, I thought he was kind of campaigning to keep Jalen from entering the portal. Mm-hmm. Jalen knowing he can go somewhere and get a bigger role. Mm-hmm. But I understand what he was saying now. And uh, he can do a little bit of everything. And he's going to be a guy that when we get into the thick of it, what he did last night, we're going to need that every night for him, from him. And like you said, Dylan, you know what it is, man. Dylan Caldwell's instant all is instant energy. Yeah. Think about Dylan Caldwell and KD Johnson coming off the bench. Mm. Like you're just mm. <laughs> you're just punching a team in the mouth from an energy standpoint right there. 
100%. So, man, the depth is going to be, if, if we can, obviously there's going to be attrition. Guys are going to get hurt. But that's the thing. When you look at these minutes and how everybody played pretty much the same amount, um, when somebody does get hurt, you're not putting in somebody that is inexperienced that's going to be deer in the headlights. Um, where it's like a hockey team, man. We're just subbing these guys in. <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be a really fun team to watch, and it it fits it fits Bruce. And I think yeah. our schedule sets up nicely to where we we have an opportunity to kind of build as we go, and when we get into conference play, to really kind of have roles defined. Yeah, 100%, Dustin. I completely agree, man. Um, I know Auburn, here in about an hour, uh, they take on uh, the Northwestern Wildcats, who are 5-0, and Dustin. Uh, one thing that did shock me a little bit was the spread on this game in the Cancun Challenge Championship. Uh, it is Auburn as the favorites at 5.5. I know some sites have it at 6.5. Man, um, is Northwestern really five and zero good? I don't know. They're in the Big Ten. They're they're kind of a bottom dweller in the Big Ten. I don't really see Northwestern as a as a basketball program uh, of any sort. So was that kind of surprising, man? I don't really know much about Northwestern. I, I just saw the five and a half, and I was like, hmm, you know, that's that's interesting. We're gonna win by more than five and a half points. So <laughs> I think so too. If you're so, if you're somewhere where you can uh, in a state that allows that, you know, hop on it while you got time. By the time this goes up, you're probably too late. But yeah, um, I'm not really worried about all that. Listen, we're playing for a championship tonight, man. I mean, what what kid doesn't grow up shooting the ball in the backyard, cul-de-sac, wherever it may be, mm-hmm. thinking of winning a Cancun Challenge? I mean, come on, man, it's a big deal. We'll take this trophy home with pride, baby. So, <laughs> now nah, we're going to smoke them, man. We're going to smoke them. I'm not worried about them at all. I think they have like one or two tournament appearances in their uh, history ever. Just not somebody I worry too much about. Well, Dustin, let's kick it over to football, man. I know there's a big game this weekend. We all know what yeah. it is. Uh, it's a it's a trip to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and, and Bryant-Denny Stadium, my brother. Uh, you know, Auburn – Opens up as is what twenty one twenty two point dogs something like that something along those lines, um, Dustin. I know there's been a lot going on, a lot of turmoil, a lot of things this year in the Auburn program. There's been a lot of excitement here recently, though, Dustin. A lot of things to be happy about. We know what the Carnell Cadillac Williams has done under the interim tag. Uh, he has brought this staff together, this team together. He has went two and one. Probably should have been three and zero, but uh, you know we're we're thankful, Dustin. We're thankful, and then we look over here, and there's all this head coaching rumors with Lane Kiffin. Man, uh, we know the battle that has went on between Ole Miss Twitter and Auburn Twitter. Man, uh, that is absolutely hysterical. Uh, hopefully, Auburn Twitter wins in the end because if not, my buddy, I'm sure I'm sure a thousand of my tweets are booked, Mark on these Ole Miss sites, brother. And I'm going to get absolutely tore up if we don't win this battle. But, Dustin, man, uh, going into Tuscaloosa, all right, we know what we are offensively, and that's where I want to start, man, is you look at this Alabama defense, you look at guys like Dallas Turner and and Will Anderson, man, and it kind of looks like, you know, what they do is not what 
we want you know uh, what we like to do is we like to <laughs> we like to line up and run the football under under Cadillac and you know you see tall sweeps we saw we saw the I formation last week you know we get we get down and dirty with it now that Cadillac's the interim man so uh, what are your thoughts on this offense and what does Auburn need to do how does Auburn need to attack the Alabama Crimson Tide then Dustin we will get into Robbie Ashford well, with the weather being what it's going to be, mm-hmm. I say we crank this thing back to 2002. Mm. Now, different Alabama team, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But we went in there with a four-string Trey Smith and ran the ball down their throat all day and controlled the game in and, uh, and very sloppy weather. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you think you think back to games like bow over the top punt bama punt all this stuff mm-hmm. uh, in my lifetime upsets of Alabama come when we have a big record when, mm-hmm. when we're we're on par with Alabama uh, when we're a top 15 team yeah I want one man when we suck and they're really good yeah I want a punt bama punt yeah so <sighs> The only hope you have, because Robbie Ashford, I think his shoulder's hurt. I think his throwing shoulder is hurt. Yeah. And I think that he has to wear something on it to protect mm-hmm. it, and I think that restricts his throws. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that he has a lot to figure out, and he has not. I don't think that Brian Harson and Eric Keesaw were the guys <laughs> to get to get the to get the best out of him. I don't. Um. <laughs> If you got to run the triple option Saturday, do whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. Uh, I think the only, the path for us offensively is to just do what we've done on the Cadillac because it's the first sign of any kind of identity we've had all year. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to throw it more than we have been. You're going to have to be more efficient throwing when you have. When there's a running back open in the flat. Take it. Robbie cannot throw the ball five yards over Jarquez's head like he did Saturday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't have it, can't have it in this game if you want any chance to win. When the plays are there, we're going to have to hit them. Mm-hmm. We can't miss guys that are wide open. He can't do that kind of stuff. He can't fumble snaps or handoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, that That can't happen. So, I think you're going to have to just run the ball, continue this toss sweep that has worked. We're, we're really, we're really setting the edge these last couple of weeks and getting out to the outside. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I pray Jeremiah Wright's okay and can, he can play. And we're going to have to have some things fall our way. But I would control the ball. I would snap that thing with over five seconds on the play clock ever. Unless it was like a quick situation where you were trying to just catch him off with a tempo real quick. But I would slow the game down. Sloppy weather. I'd try to nasty that thing up. And I think that the secondary has got a lot better as the season's gone on. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if you can play defense the way you played the last couple of weeks, the way you played in that second half versus a very good passing attack, um, that can lend into how you run the ball, you know, like how you play offense. Mm-hmm. Run the ball, grind that thing out. Um, it's going to have to be complimentary football for us Saturday if we want a chance to win. Yeah, Dustin, and, and you know, I always say 
like when I go on to rise into the occasion on Saturday mornings and do their little talk show, uh, pregame live show and everything, man, I always say in order to beat Alabama, you have to stretch the ball down the field vertically. Okay. Um, we look at Tennessee this year. They stretched the ball down the field vertically. All right. They got Hyatt on Helms. They found that matchup. Uh, he, he couldn't cover Hyatt. He couldn't at all. He, I mean, he was lost the entire game. I think Hyatt went for five TDs that game. So, uh, you know, you look at previous years. you got to stretch the ball vertically down the field. Look at Cam Newton's year, the Cam back, 2010. What did Cam Newton do? All right, He stretched the ball down the field vertically, and that's, that's the way. Look at Johnny Menzel, man. Stretch the ball down the field vertically. You have to attack Alabama's corners. And... That is what scares me about this football game. Now, like you mentioned, with the weather and everything, I think that is the best way for Auburn to go into Bryant-Denny and have a shot to win this football game. Like you said, you got to get grimy, slimy, uh, just just bear down, run the football, uh, just just make it a, just make it a mud fest, man. Just get in there, hard nose, physical. Uh, 2000, 2004 football, Auburn football, and uh, get real, get real grimy, and 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 make somebody quit. You know, like Cadillac said, make somebody quit, and we ain't the ones quitting. So, uh, I love that quote, man. That that one will stick with us for a long time, man. Um, Dustin, I wanted to talk Robbie Ashford. I know you mentioned him a little bit, but how many how many throws? Do you think Robbie has to complete Saturday for us to even have a shot, man? Because I know we can't go in there just flat out one dimensional, man. Robbie's going to have to throw the ball down the field a little bit. How many? How many shots? Uh, how many throws do you think he has to complete Saturday? I think it got to be somewhere around eleven for seventeen, ten for sixteen, and those ten to eleven completions are going to have to be like play action, big plays down the field. He's going to have to hit on those opportunities. Yeah. Um, I just think that the only option for us to win, and at this point, look, if they've been protecting him uh, because he's banged up, we're, this is the last game of the season. Now, yeah, yeah we're projected in a couple to go to the, to go to the Liberty Bowl now uh, if things don't play out to where enough teams get six wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you're looking at, at about a month. So you have nothing to lose. So I would run Robbie every opportunity I got as long as he's physically capable. Um, he's going to have to complete, like I said, you know, 10 to 12 throws. They're going to have to big opportunities. There can't be any, any interceptions in there. There can't be any turnovers. And if you've got Vore down the middle on second down after you've, got, you've picked up a couple first downs running the ball and then you hit him with that play action – because they're going to bite. If you're running the ball, we've seen it. They're going to bite. He's going to have. You're going to have to hit him. You cannot miss mm. when the play's there. You've got to hit it. Like we can't look back at it and go, "Oh, well, there was a you know missed opportunity." When those opportunities present themselves in this game, we're going to have to make them. Yeah. So that's really the key thing for me. Is just is he efficient? Yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Protect the football, mm-hmm. and when the play, when the big plays are there, does he make them? And if he misses it, if, he, if there's a big play there in the second quarter and he misses it, he can't get into this mode that he gets in sometimes, where it affects him for the next two or three tries until he hits a big play again. And and Dustin, man, I was a little north of you. I was going to say around the 15 to, to 18 type of range, man. Like, uh, I think Robbie, Robbie's got to get in there uh, and, and, and get some balls completed, maybe start him out with some nice, easy throws um, and just uh, get him comfortable, man. And everything doesn't have to be a fastball. Um, and j- just getting just getting calmed down because I, Robbie doesn't know what he's going to face just yet. Robbie, Robbie – is entering Bryant Denny Stadium. It's going to be hostile. It's going to be loud. It's going to be uh, an insane environment. And you know those Alabama fans, uh, they're not going to take it easy on Robbie. So uh, I was going to say the 15 to 18 type range. Um, and oh man, um, like you said, you can't turn the can't turn the ball over, man. Uh, we need clean snaps. Can't have snaps going at his feet. Uh, we can't we can't throw picks. Uh, we got to hold on to the football. Cannot we've put the ball on the ground way too much this year. Uh, I'm have, worried about it in the rain. Yes, and we have to hold on to the football, man. And that is one thing I wanted to talk about, Dustin. Is before we get over to the defensive side of the football, which I think we have a shot on the defensive side. And I know people that might sound crazy to some people, but we're going to talk about why. But first, man, Auburn has to at least force what two to three turnovers, I mean, maybe minimum three? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we finally broke that ceiling, right? We, we got that defensive touchdown. So let's get some more. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think the secondary is coming into their stride. I know that Colby and Derek are going to play their ass off. They're going to give it everything they've got. Um, and – I read an article where Jeff Smedding had said, and I, I would quote the people if I remembered who it was, but uh, Jeff Smedding has said, basically, without saying, uh, he has he's had more freedom since Harrison got fired and how he can do the rotations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you see it because all of a sudden, we're not collapsing defensively in the second half because we're rotating guys and there's fresher bodies. And what's real crazy about that is we're really banged up, especially on D-line. So mm-hmm. we're rotating a lot of guys. I mean, you saw Dylan Brooks get his first sack Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only going to benefit these guys. Getting these reps uh, is crucial. Dylan Brooks is that's going to be crucial for us next year. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing these guys be fresher at the end of the game. And since Cadillacs took over, We've talked about how the old school Auburn has come back offensively. Well, the mindset's been the same defensively. It's mm-hmm. the whole team. Um, 
they're flying around. We're we're hitting people. Like we're hitting people since since Cadillac took over. We're popping guys in the mouth, man. Like we're physical. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's by coincidence. When a guy that did it at Auburn can look at these guys in the face and say, "Hey, I'm telling you, this is the way you win here." Flying around. Remember the the O four team had a saying. They said, "We're gonna meet you at the. We'll, I'll meet you at the football." Yeah. We're trying to have a meeting at the ball. Yeah. There'd be eight, nine guys around every time at the end of the play trying to tackle the guy. Yeah. And we're flying around, man. We're flying around. Um, Owen's been hot. He's been he's looked great these last couple of weeks. They really have just kind of all hunkered down and, and given it. You know, I think Will Friend said it said it best. He said, "Man." We all got together whenever Harson got fired on that Monday, Halloween, and said, we don't know how this thing's going to finish, but we know if we don't at least fight and give it our best, yep. our legacy at Auburn is going to be is going to be dog crap. Yep. And I think they I think they've done an admirable job of digging in and fighting and giving it their best, and that goes for Smetting. Um and that goes for everybody over there on the defensive side. That goes for these guys that are having to play a ton of reps. And this is going to be such a crucial – we'll see how much J.D. Ryan and Caleb play back there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but those guys are hot. We're playing good ball. I think it's good for them to see these turnovers kind of start to happen. And whatever Jeff Smetting did last year, <laughs> whatever scheme that was, Dial that up again, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dial that up again. I know we're not going to have the crazy, you know, we're not going to have the crowd at our back. But we haven't won in this place in 2010. So let's go in there and give them hell, man. And I have confidence I have confidence that we're going to do that. I think we can hold them under 30 points easily. Yeah, Dustin, and a lot of people might think I'm crazy. A lot of people, like I always say, might think I have orange and blue goggles on right now. But my biggest my biggest thing in this X factor in this game for me personally is Derek Hall and Kobe Wooden. I mean, I just putting it out there, man. If these two guys get off the football and they they create havoc for Bryce Young and they can bring him down to the ground and make things uncomfortable for him like they did last year, I think this is going to be a close football game. I think, uh, I think Auburn covers. I think you know you take Auburn in the points, and you know, uh, a lot of Alabama fans might think I'm just trying to be you know a homer and hysterical on this podcast, but I'm not. I truly believe that Auburn can keep it close with a great defensive performance, and you have Derek Hall put on the game of his life. I really do believe that. Now, Auburn's linebackers have to play better than what they have all year long. Uh, I I think you need Popo to to really step up and have his best game of the year. Uh, But I'm I'm really not worried about this secondary until I see otherwise, man. I think this secondary could have a big day in Bryant-Denny. I I really do believe that, man. So that is why I'm kind of leaning – a certain way. I'm not saying Auburn's going to pull the upset, people. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think Auburn could have success on the defensive side of the ball because I know a lot of people out there, especially in the national media, think that Bryce Young's just going to come in here Saturday and dice us up. All right. Well, like we mentioned earlier, if it's bad weather and it's raining and it gets grimy and slimy and dirty, and hey, 
Alabama's offensive line, are they going to be able to run the football on us, Dustin? I don't know because uh, if you look at it, that's been one of their biggest problems this year is they have trouble running the football. So I, I think that could that could uh, that could go in Auburn's favor, Dustin. I really do, um, and and that is a big key for me in this football game is our D line. I know we're beat up a little bit. Our linebackers, our front seven man, has to have the game of their life, kind of mirroring last year's image of of how that game turned out. But man, one thing I did want to say that you brought up is Jeff Schmetting, man. Kudos to Jeff Schmetting. Stayed, staying at Auburn through all of this controversy that went on, and the guy has made himself a paycheck. Somewhere, somewhere he is going to get a D.C. job, a great D.C. job, and he has saved his reputation from under the Boise bros, and he's made himself a paycheck, in my opinion, Dustin, and I honestly think he needs to stay away from Brian Harson and the Boise bros. I, I really do, man. I think he has taken this three-game stretch – and he has shown something to not only Auburn fans but the entire country that he really is a great defensive coordinator. And maybe, you know, he wasn't the problem. All right. So uh, I, re- I really do believe that. I think uh, kudos to him. I think he's made himself a paycheck somewhere in this country at a P5 program. And I really do uh, kudos to him. And I just wanted to say uh, a big shout out to Jeff Schmetting, man. What he's done has been spectacular. Um, but Dustin, man, yeah, stay away, stay yeah. away from the potato boys. Don't <laughs> do it, man. You're better than that. Exactly, man. Uh, Dustin, uh, I wanted to kick it over here to you, man. I wanted to get some predictions before we get out of here. I know there's a big time basketball game coming up with Northwestern, man. So I wanted to get your predictions on the Iron Bowl and why it is the greatest rivalry in college football. Well, the Iron Bowl is the greatest rivalry in sports. Love that. And the the reason that is is just uh, it's hard to explain. I guess if you're an outsider, I know that the the thirty for thirty ESPN did try to try to capture it, and they did I, they did as best the job you can do. With, you know, trying to document it, Dustin. Unless you're here, unless you grow up in it, unless you understand what it is, it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's next level, man. Mm. Um, it's like uh. It's everything, you know. No one gives a damn about the records. Yeah. Um, and it's a whole year. It's a whole year. And we're, from an Auburn perspective, we're always the underdog. Mm-hmm. And no matter what. And any smart, don't be like the old Miss fans and live in a live in delusion. Mm. A realistic Auburn fan understands that Alabama is... They're the Yankees, man. They're yeah. the pedigree of college football. And we're not that. We're a top 15 all-time program, but we're not Alabama. Yep. So for us, it's always a chance to say, you know, hey, we're here too. It's always our chance to say, we're better than you. And when you look at the history and not even playing a home game until 1989 and being told, Hey, <laughs> you play, you can play us in our home stadium every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's neutral. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, well, this was back in the early 1900s. It had to get pulled for 40 years or something like that mm-hmm. because of disputes. 
Um, and we all have Bama people in our family. So we're all going to sit around at Thanksgiving and talk our trash. We're all going to, at Christmas, and then when we come back and meet for Christmas, somebody's going to have bragging rights. Somebody's going to be wearing the score t-shirts. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the one on the losing end of it because it's relentless. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be. Like, I don't want Alabama fans to change. I want them to be just who they are because uh, it it makes it what it is. Absolutely. And I love every second of it. Um, I know that people think it's it can get too serious and it can get too crazy, and it can, like the Harvey Updikes of the world. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and a quick note on that. Every Bama fan will tell you, well, I didn't do that, and I don't approve of that. Like you call Cap on Ole Miss having a bazillion dollars in NIL money all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. I'm calling Cap. <laughs> I'm calling Cap on all you Bama fans. That is a damned lie. C-A-P. Because I have seen the... the Go on YouTube and type up Harvey Updike when he comes back. He calls back into the Fine Bomb show. Mm-hmm. Fine Bomb is live in Tuscaloosa, and Fine Bomb and Harvey still doesn't get it. He's still trying to, to defend himself in some kind of way. And Paul goes, "Man, you still don't get it, do you?" And he's trying to explain it to Harvey. Mm-hmm. And Harvey says, "Paul, they're just trees." And hundreds of Bama fans behind him all start clapping and yelling "Roll Tide." That's just who. That's just what they are. I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. I think behind they all fist bump that. I don't. I ain't buy. I ain't buy none of it. Mm-hmm. So, my favorite moment ever in Iron Bowl history was when Tassarvin Bell picked up Mackerel and slammed him on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt really struggled to get back. That, that's yeah. just. Nah, I'm glad Greg's okay. You know. Yeah. And all that. I don't. I don't of want course. Auburn Twitter to come at me. But yeah. And and, anyway. and T and T Bell wasn't trying to hurt him or anything. It was just you know. It was hey, it was the Iron days. He'd have been suspended for yeah. the, the SEC championship the next week for that one. Yeah. But listen, it's the best robbery in sports. Winning it is just as much a relief that you don't have to hear all the crap. And for us right now, like that's the history of Auburn, we're the big underdog. So, but we've done it before. We've done it more than anybody else has. Alabama is the standard, mm-hmm. and they and they're the standard right now. But who's the team that always knocks them down? Auburn, maybe. It was a team, and I'm going to tell you why that is. Like, I have a good friend that's an LSU, is a LSU fan, and I told him, because they were in that big losing streak versus LSU, mm-hmm. and before they broke it in 2019. And every year they come around, they would make this huge deal. All old LSU players would come back and talk to the team all week and all this kind of stuff. They just made it a huge deal. I said, bro, you know why we don't lose to Bama? Because we, we ain't scared of them. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do all that. No matter what, when we go up against them, 
we feel like we belong on the field with them and we got something to say. Yeah. So Cadillac Williams understands that more than anybody. Everyone has seen Go Crazy Cadillac over the last three weeks a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Well, you know we did that verse. He knows what this is. He understands what this is. And do I think we're going to win? No. But I think that we're going to put on one hell of an effort. And mm. I'm going to say Alabama wins 27 to 16. I think it'll be like 24 to 16, somewhere in there. They get a late field goal and kind of put it away. Um, so I'll say 27 16 Alabama. Hmm. Man. 27 16, huh, Dustin? Yes. Yeah, and hey, if there's a pass for us to win, it's winning that turnover and scoring off those turnovers. Mm. The defense setting the offense up in good position. Mm. And constant pressure defensively on Bryce Young. That's our path to victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, my thing with the Iron Bowl, man, and I, and I said greatest rivalry in college football because I didn't want to – I didn't want to downplay any other rivalries, man, but obviously I do agree with you. I I do think it is the greatest rivalry in sports. And the reason I believe that, Dustin, is because you have you have the Harvey Updikes. You have the people putting the Cam Newton jersey on Bear Bryant statue. Uh you you have the uh constant uh, argument of Cam Newton. You know, uh, a lot of Alabama fans to this day still call him Scam Newton. You know, um, you, you have you go back in the day, and Alabama fans uh, feel like they have to throw shots at 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 Bo Jackson and and the late great, you know, man, the the greatest Pat Dye man. You know, I, I hear I hear Bama fans talking about Pat Dye and how he was a problem at Auburn uh, later on in the years and everything, and and. Uh, it's just constant bickering back and forth, like you said, for 365 days, man. And even after this game, it will continue until next September. Like, there's no break. There's no break, man. And, like, you know, I, I talk trash about Alabama. You know, the Mike Price uh, getting caught at the strip club. Uh, I, I talk about <laughs> I talk about Dennis Franchoni leaving them in the middle of the night. I talk about Mike Shula, the former player at Alabama that come back and was supposed to be the savior head coach, um, and you know it, it didn't work out. But I, you know this is a this is a fan base in Alabama that thinks uh, you know anything from ninety three ish ninety four ish up to two thousand and seven they think it didn't exist. You know, it never happened. Uh, they, you talk to an Alabama fan, and and they think that you know, uh, two thousand and eight and on is the only type of football that they've ever watched or or played, or that's the only history in the rivalry. And so, uh, th- that is the great thing about this rivalry, man, is just constant trash talk. And the great thing is, is we have to live amongst each other. We're in the same state, Ohio State and Michigan. You're not in the same state. Okay, you don't live amongst each other for 365 days. All right, you don't you don't get it. You play at 11 a.m. in the morning. All right, on Fox, uh, and you call it the game and everything. Well, let me tell you something. There was a stretch for like five years where the winner of the Iron Bowl played in the national championship game. Okay, just think about that. 
the winner of the Iron Bowl played in the national championship game, Dustin, for like five years straight. Okay? So don't get it twisted, man. And you can take records and all of that no head coach, interim head coach. It doesn't matter, man. You can take the records and throw them smooth out the window. I mean, Brian Harson went into four overtimes with Alabama last year. That is why this rivalry is the best rivalry in college football. It doesn't matter because come 2.30 on Saturday in Bryant-Denny, like you said, Auburn feels like they have a chance every single year. We feel like we belong, and when Alabama's terrible, they feel like they belong. I mean, look at two, look at 2010, Dustin. All right? We were clearly the better team. We got we were down 24 to nothing. All right? Like don't get it twisted regardless of record. All right? Alabama was a two-loss team that year, and we were clearly clearly the better team. All right? We were top 3 team in the country, and we go into Bryant Denny, and, and it feels like we're about to get dog walk smooth out of there. So, you know, you just don't know in this rivalry. You have no idea what's about to happen. And you even brought up Trey Smith, man. I remember watching that game with my dad like it was yesterday. Uh, and, and just th- things like along that line, man, of just magical stories in this rivalry. It's just absolutely phenomenal, man. And if you've never experienced an Iron, an iron Bowl in person – it is something that you have to do. It is one of the best atmospheres you will ever be in, you will ever find yourself in. You know, we talk about the kick six and all of those things, man. The greatest ending in college football history. Those types of things, man, you can't find it in any other game. You can't find it in the game. All right? You can only find it in the Iron Bowl, Dustin. But looking at Saturday, five and six. Carnell Cadillac Williams is your interim head coach. Trying to get to a bowl game. Can call me crazy. Can call me um, a homer. You can call me an idiot. I don't care. I'm coming out. And I'm calling the upset. I'm calling the upset. Give me the Auburn Tigers. Give me the Auburn Tigers, Dustin. 23 to 20. All right. Alex McPherson kicks a game winner to cement himself in Iron Bowl history as a true freshman. 38, all right? 38 kicks a game winner in Bryant-Denny and hushes Bryce Young smooth off into the distance, all right? See you, Bryce. That's that's what I'm going with. I'm, I'm, I got the orange and blue Homer goggles. They're as big as they've ever been, baby, all right? Gimme the Auburn Tigers to get to six and six and Cadillac Williams goes down in history, all right? As the interim head coach to pull off this upset, man. And and why not, Dustin? What does Alabama have to play for? All these people keep saying that they have a shot to get back in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I don't think a two loss non SEC champion gets into the college football playoff. I just don't think they have a shot, man. No matter who loses, give me a one-loss TCU Big 12 champion. I'm sorry. I just don't want to see a two-loss Alabama team that couldn't even win their division and much less win their conference get into a playoff. Because if you let them in, then you're just open up the you're opening up the biggest can of worms, man. Like, don't let that happen. It it's just it's blasphemy if they find their way if they find their way into the playoffs, man. I would 
Oh, man, I, it wouldn't sit well with me because I already think that the selection committee is an absolute joke. But give me the Auburn Tigers 23-20, to 20, Auburn with everything on the line, everything to play for, everything with this new head coach coming in. Who is it? We don't know. There's all kind of excitement around the program. Give me the Auburn Tigers 23-20 and let's ride out of Bryant-Denny Stadium, baby. I love it. That's my prediction. Dustin, I'm gonna kick it to you for your final thoughts. Drop your um, your your social media outlets, whatever you got to do, man. Let me hear it. Well, Blake, I'm gonna tell you this: if your prediction comes true, one <laughs> Cadillac will replace Cam Newton as the most hated Auburn player by the Alabama. <laughs> it would be a meltdown of epic proportions. Mm-hmm. I, the amount of Nick Saban has lost at tweets that will go up. Oh man, I I hope you're right, dude. I hope if if that happens, and then the train pulls up to the station, all in one weekend, Auburn will be on fire. We will be the national talking point, man. Got me excited, buddy. Mm. Um, it's fun times at Auburn, and I have a feeling like. Our guy is going to be named by the end of the weekend. And I have a feeling like it's going to be Lane Kiffin. And the excitement for this program is going to be through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, it looks like we're going to make a bowl game now either way. So we get uh, another game with Cadillac as coach. And it'll be really interesting to see how that works out with a new coach coming in and how they handle all that. So nonstop, Auburn news is going to be happening uh, 24-7. And I'm here for it. We're in the middle of basketball season now. We're looking good. I love it, man. It's my favorite time of year. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D-28. It's D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D-28. Love that, Dustin. Well, that will wrap this episode up, brother. And like always, I'll leave you with a war damn eagle, brother. Yes, sir. War eagle. All right, man. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.